Welcome, and thank you for tuning into the Graceland Church Podcast. Our mission is to follow Jesus and love our neighbor for the good of the city. Awesome. Glory to God. Thank you so much, worship team. You guys sound great. Let's give it up one more time for the worship team that were here early this morning on this New Year's Day. Um, so uh, once again, Happy New Year. We're so happy that each and every one of you has joined us this morning on the first Sunday, this New Year's Day this morning. So we're so glad to see all your beautiful faces here this morning. Um, if I haven't had the privilege to meet you, my name is Oscar Barajas, and I get to serve as our youth pastor as well as, well as our Espanol pastor here at Graceland. Um, one of my favorite New Year's traditions is to seriously stay up till midnight uh, waiting to receive the New Year's for, with family, friends, uh, or even at church. I love to do that. So let me see who stayed up till midnight last night ringing in the New Year. There you go. Good job. You're here this morning. You're here early. Are you glad that we had one service at 1030? Just one, right? You know, we didn't have to come in at nine in the morning, right? I'm sure the worship team was also happy about that. And the kids are here with us. We, we decided to do one large, huge family service. So let's give it up for all the kids here, Graceland kids. We love you kids. We're so glad that you are worshiping with us here, uh, with us here in, in the big sanctuary, big church this morning. Um, so now all we have to do, you're here this new year, you're here at church, you're starting your first day in the right place. Now all we have to do is stop writing 2022 on our documents, right? <laughs> That's all we have to do, and then we're good. You're, it's 2023, guys, okay? So if you write a check today, 2023, um, if you wrote a check for offering, maybe it's like, oh, man, like I wrote 20, well, it's 2023. That's all we have to do. Um, our lead pastor, um, Nate, uh, Pastor Nathan Kolar, uh, sends his greetings. Um, him and his family are uh, out of town visiting uh, family. Um, he's actually preaching um, out at a, a church there as well um, today, as well as his wife, Jessica, is leading worship. So I'm excited to be starting a new ser series today called Life in the Spirit. We're going to be in this series for the whole month of January, and it's going to be part of our 21 Days of Hope, um, where we spend 21 days, like Pastor Heather was saying, in prayer, fasting, and compassion. And we encourage everyone here today to uh, join us in fasting. You could choose a fasting, fasting one meal a day or a specific fast or even social media. Um, again, like Pastor Heather said, there'll be a fasting guide coming out this week. Um, so we're super excited about that. I'm super excited just to spend the whole month of January speaking about the Holy Spirit, speaking about who he is. Um, many of us might have questions of what, who the Holy Spirit is, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the whole month of January, we're going to go ahead and tackle all those questions, go through that. And I, I'm super excited. And I'm excited because I'm expecting great things from the Lord this new year. And in this month alone, I am excited for the great things that God, we are going to see God do in our church this 2023. I don't know about you, but that excites me just to think about the future and what God has uh, for us this year. So um, I'm going to read the scripture in Acts chapter 2. Um, this is many people's, uh, one of people's many uh, favorite scriptures, but it's uh, Acts chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 1. 
And it says, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there, were, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues uh, as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just want you this morning. We just want you to do what you do best, Lord. Um, Holy Spirit, I've prepared my message humanly possible. I've did everything I can. But Holy Spirit, you're the one that speaks. Holy Spirit, you're the one that convicts. So now I step aside I and use me, Lord, just to portray a message this morning, Lord. Uh, but you speak to the hearts and mind of everyone here this morning. We love you, um, and we uh, thank you so much just for who you are. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I have a question for you. How many of you like roller coasters? Let me see your hands. Like, you love roller coasters. Yes, these are my types of people. I love roller coasters. I used to go to Six Flags in California when I used to live in Arizona. Uh, it was one of my favorite theme parks. Oh, they have wild rides. It's so fun. I took them uh, when I was a youth pastor out there. I took my youth grouped there once, and it was like the best day uh, because there was hardly any people, there was hardly any weight, and I got to ride rides like multiple times. So like riding a ride multiple times at a theme park, like that's unheard of, but that one time we got to ride the best roller coasters multiple times, and I love it. I love it. But also, this might be a little bit weird. I, I love the feeling that you get when you are waiting in line for the ride. That's kind of weird, right? I know it is. But the reason why I like it is because as you get closer to the ride, your expectation and your excitement arises. You get closer and you get more excited as you get to go into this roller coaster ride. Uh, it's a, a very few, one of the very few times that I don't mind waiting. There's like three times I don't mind waiting. Ro waiting in line for the roller coaster is one of them. And then doing laundry is the other one because I can't do anything about it and I want my uh, clothes clean, right? So I don't mind waiting for it. Um, and if you're with a group of friends, waiting in line could be actually pretty fun, you know? I remember that when I was with a group of friends, we were playing um, a game like heads up on our games and it was so much fun. So it could be fun waiting in line. And even though I do love rides, there's one ride, that, which you can already see it, that I don't like. And in California Six Flags, it is called the Lex Luthor Drop of Doom. And this is that roller coaster. And as you can see, it's really high, okay? And if you've never ridden in a roller coaster, uh, or this one, this is not a roller coaster, this is a different type. But if you've never ridden this ride, pretty much it takes you up and it just drops you. But drops you multiple times. So I believe that the reason I dislike this ride so much is because when I was a kid, we were on a family vacation. I was so happy riding all the rides, you know, and then we get to this one, right? And I had no idea, and it's like, you know, they strap me in, and then it's lifting me up. So the entire time, I think it's just a chill ride that it's going to, oh, I'm going to see the scenery, you know, and that's it, and then it's going to come back. And I was like... My aunt was next to me. We were just having a good conversation. Look at that. That looks so pretty, you know. 
all of a sudden, out of nowhere, drop, drop. And then, like, since then, I think I've been traumatized, and I do not like this roller coaster. When I go to my youth group, they would tell me, always try to convince me. I have ridden it other times after that, but I can't say I enjoy it. I can't. It's just, it's not one of my favorite rides. It's one that I can skip. If the line's too long, I'm like, I'm not waiting in that line because I don't like the feeling of that. And I think it's just that anticipation that I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I had a different idea what this ride was. I had no idea that I was going to be dropped. But, I mean, I was committed to the ride. I had no other choice. I was strapped in, right? I was committed to this ride. I was there. I had to just do, do what I got to do. And, and, and even though I was nervous and I didn't um, enjoy it as much, I just was committed to the ride. And like I said, I do get excited as I get closer in line. But the most excited I get is when, I, when the uh, theme park employees come and check that I'm strapped in, you know? Once they come and they, they pull it, you know, pull, and they're like, okay, you're good. I'm like, okay, I'm ready, you know? We're ready. We're excited. That's the most excited that I am. And this is how life is sometimes. There are things that we want to do and accomplish that we are excited about, but sometimes we might be afraid to commit to it we, because we don't like the feeling of something. We don't like how that situation makes us feel. We don't like to wait for a certain situation or through a certain situation. We don't like to be in a waiting season, like me on the Lex Luthor ride. I can't tell you, I can tell you that's the one ride I don't like uh, enjoy uh, waiting in line for. I get more nervous, and I'm just like, oh, I dread getting strapped into that ride. And sometimes I, I think that that's how we go through life sometimes. We make New Year's resolutions, and a day like this, on New Year's Day, we're super stoked. We're super excited of what 2023 is going to offer. And we're standing in line at the 2023, right, roller coaster ride. And, yeah, we're committed, but at some point we waited too long. We started, God didn't come through quick enough. So there's still time for us to get out of line uh, out of that roller coaster, right? And not until you're fully committed. Sometimes this is super hard. And as I, we start this new year, I want to share a message I have titled today, Committed to the Expectation. As, I, as I've been praying for my new year and looking kind of a word to kind of maybe define what my new year uh, is going to look like, I, I heard the Lord speak to me to this to me directly and say, and just speak the word of commitment. The Lord spoke to me about commitment. And he's been dealing with some things and speaking to me about that word specifically. But I believe there are, there are some things this year that God is asking us to be committed to. I believe that's what 2023 is going to bring. Maybe it's, God is going to ask you a question and or is going to ask you uh, to be committed to something that you never imagined. We're going to be going into a fast, prayer and fasting for 21 days. And I'm sure that many of us are expecting great things. I know I am. But in order to expect those great things, I have to be committed to the process. I have to be committed to the 21 days of prayer and fasting. You know, I have to be committed. We cannot expect something that we're not willing to commit to. We can't 
expect to have, be super excited about riding a, a, a roller coaster, we never get in line and dedicate and commit to the waiting. We can't. So today I wish I, I would have brought this message of, man, 2023, this is what the Lord is saying. He is prophesying over our church this, 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 and this, or a typical New Year's Day message, you know, that says, oh, you're going to do great things, you know, you're going to get a house, a car, stuff like that. But honestly, today's message is what God has been speaking in my heart for my year of 2023, and I think I want to share that. From my heart, I want to share what God has been speaking to me. And I know commitment might seem like a big word, might seem like um, you, it's kind of hard. Maybe you haven't heard from God, and you're waiting for an answer. That also takes commitment, to continue waiting for an answer of the Lord. Commitment to the waiting. But let me tell you, it's worth it. And why should this 2023, you should be, why should you be committed to God? This is my first point. God wants us to be fully committed to him so that we can become what he has created us to be. That's simple. As simple as that. It's like we have to commit to this process so we can become the people that God has created us to be. Maybe there's things that God wants to do in your life to, so you can reach your full potential. Maybe there's a business in the future for you that God is going to uh, bring forth. But you need to commit to the waiting, to, to hearing from God. This, the scripture that we read at the beginning speaks about the day of Pentecost. And we love the day of Pentecost. We celebrate it. I do. Um, but I think there's more that happens before Acts chapter 2. It, there, there's a requirement that the disciples have to, to go through before we get to Acts chapter 2. It's not just Acts chapter 2. Something happened before to get to Acts chapter 2. So this, the day of Pentecost is a day, the, if you don't know, is the day that um, the Spirit of God fell upon the disciples. This happened after Jesus had ascended to heaven and the promise of the Spirit of God came upon the disciples. But, but before we get into that point of Acts chapter 2, let's start at John 16. And here is where we see Jesus speaking to his disciples, saying this. We're in John chapter 16, verses 7 through 13. And it says like this. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For I do, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and just judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will declare to you the things that are to, that are to come. Here Jesus is telling the people that have already been committed that he's going to leave them. Imagine being one of the disciples, hearing that Jesus, the guy that you decided to follow, the guy that you decided to sell your house for, the guy that you said, hey, I'm going to leave my family at home to follow this, this, this teacher. Just imagine you put everything to follow this guy that is telling you, 
I'm going to leave you. Man, I would be really disappointed. I would have been like, I want my money back, right? I would have been like, maybe, like, I don't know what this is all about. Why is he telling me that he's going to leave us? Maybe you feel like that this morning. You feel like you have committed your whole life to a God and that you have felt that he has left you. Maybe that's you this morning here in 2023. You're like, man, I dedicated my entire life, committed to a God, and I don't feel him. I don't feel him next to me. I don't know what this life in the spirit looks like. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're going through something very difficult right now, very, very real. And you're like, why did I commit to this God that doesn't even answer this prayer? I feel alone. But let me tell you something this morning. He hasn't left you. You have committed to a God that knows you better than you know yourself. He knew the disciples would need the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to go into onto all the world and make disciples. He knew he couldn't be physically in his flesh. He couldn't be with his disciples all the time, everywhere. He knew he couldn't do it in his human flesh. So he had to send the Holy Spirit so they could be empowered. He knew his disciples better than they knew themselves. This morning, God, you are committed to the God that knows you better than you know yourself. That's who you've committed to. And even though you might be in a season of waiting, maybe you're going through difficult stuff. Maybe life just plainly put kind of sucks. I'm telling you, you're committed to a God that knows you better than you know yourself. He knew that you would need to know, that you would need the spirit to speak to us, to guide us, to convict us of our sins. If Jesus was here, still here on earth, he would probably be in Jerusalem somewhere. He, we, the Spirit of God would not be with us right now. Because Jesus would be in Jerusalem, in Israel somewhere. Or maybe he would be making his way to Tennessee, right? Because he was in flesh. But he knew he had to leave in order to send the Spirit. So this morning, don't feel alone. You committed to a God that sends the Spirit to be to live inside of you. And this is Romans 8:11 tells me that the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. This tells me a God about a God that is fully committed to us. This that chapter that verse right there Romans 11 8:11 says the spirit that raised rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's why Jesus had to live leave because that spirit is now living in us. And we could walk out our daily life. We can walk this hard, difficult situation that we're going through full of the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. So those dead dreams that you're struggling with right now, those situations in your family that it's, it's just really hard, the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead can bring those things to life. There's nothing too hard for the spirit that lives inside of you. You're not alone. You're committed to the God. You're committed to the spirit of God. You're committed to the powerful spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. Now that is a commitment. God knew, 
that was a commitment. Knowing, knowing Jesus could not in his human body reach everyone. But he's, therefore he sent his Holy Spirit. God has been committed to you before the, you were born. He sent the Holy Spirit thinking about you. Thinking about the situation you're going through right now. That's how he's, why he sent the Holy Spirit. This, the day of Pentecost happened many, many years ago. He sent that Holy Spirit because he knew that you would feel alone in a difficult situation and you would need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's commitment. God is more committed to you than we can ever be to him. He's committed to you since the, before the day you were born. And maybe you are here today and you have not placed your commitment on God or you've lost that commitment. Today's that day that you become committed to God. It's worth it. It's not easy. I'm not here to say, hey, 2023 is going to be an easy year. It's going to be the year that you, you just lie through everything. I'm here to tell you the opposite. It might, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a hard, hard situations. We just don't know what they're going to be. Like every year brings its challenges, brings its hard situations. But what I can tell you and that what I am sure about is that the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is living in you. And that's all you need to confront all the challenges in 2023. He is committed to you. Today, God wants you to place your commitment on him again, maybe for the first time or maybe for the billionth time. Maybe you've tried everything else. Try Jesus today or try Jesus again. So fast forward in this story. Jesus has died and resurrected. And right before the chapter that we read, Acts chapter 2, um, verses that we read in the beginning, Jesus was giving a command to his disciples right before he goes back to heaven. And this is what he tells him. He tells, this is what Jesus tells his disciples in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. It says, And while staying, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Point number two, commitment sometimes requires us to commit to a season of waiting. And man, is that hard. Man, wouldn't it have, it have been great for as soon as Jesus descended, the Spirit of God fell on them, you know? But there was a period of 10 days where they waited and that that's all they had to do. And I know this is a silly example, but you cannot expect to feel the rush of riding a roller coaster if you never commit to waiting in line. Waiting in line is part of riding roller coasters. It's part of a theme park. It's, if you go to Dollywood, you're going to wait in line. It's part, if you want to feel a rush at a, in a roller coaster, you got to commit to waiting. Maybe 90 minutes, 60 minutes. You're lucky if 20 minutes, you know. You're really, really lucky if there's no, like, waiting at all. But there's commit. That, those usually are the bad rides, though, if there's no waiting. <laughs> but you can't expect to feel the Holy Spirit, to feel, to get to January 29th where we have a worship service. If we're not committed to the process. If we're not committed to the waiting. Imagine going through an entire theme park and riding zero rides just because you would not commit to waiting in line. Imagine, imagine if you just walked through 
Six Flags, walked through Dollywood and, and was like, man, that's 90 minutes. Nope, we're not doing that. That's 90 minutes as well. We're not doing that. And then next thing you know it, you waited, but you did nothing, right? Because you didn't commit. You didn't commit to the waiting season. Sometimes we do not want to commit to a life in the spirit because we're tired of waiting. To live a life in the spirit, we need to sometimes need to commit to a season of waiting. We learn that in the books, uh, the book of Acts, that the spirit of God did not fall on the disciples until 10 days after the ascension of Jesus to heaven. The Bible also tells us that there was about 120 individuals gathered waiting. I do not know about you, but 10 days of waiting with 120 other people is a whole lot of waiting. A whole lot of waiting with 120 people, you know, I'm not sure how they smelled, you know. I'm pretty, I don't know how big the room was. The people that have gone to Israel have seen the upper room. I don't know how big that room is. I don't know if 120 people fit, like, comfortably in that upper room. I don't know. But 120 people in a room for 10 days, that's a, that, that's a whole lot of waiting, you know. But there was 120 people that committed to what the command of Jesus has said, you know what? I followed Jesus long enough. I know that what he promises, he will, come, he will see through. He will make the, the whole, he, he, this promise will come to pass. I'm going to wait. Maybe day nine, they were like, when is the spirit going to come? And we want to quit. Let, let, let's just, you know, leave and, and start preaching the word. That's all we need. But no, they waited the 10 days. And at the end, they received the Holy Spirit. They received the Holy Spirit. There's actually some scholars that says that there was about 500 people present when Jesus gave this command. Where were the other 380? Maybe part of those 380 did show up for day one and day two. Maybe even day three, right? But they're like, oh, I, I need to go do something else. So I'm just going to, I'm not going to wait. But 120 people waited, and now we get to also, even though the waiting is hard, it's worth it. It's worth it. Let me tell you, whatever you're going through this morning, it's worth it. In fact, Acts 1-4 tells us that the command, command of Jesus was simply to wait. Acts 1-4 says, and while staying, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. Imagine just Jesus being like, hey, I'm leaving, bye, but wait, you know, but wait, stay here, wait. He gave a promise, but the command was to wait. And I think this year, maybe there's something that you're waiting on, and you're kind of getting tired, and maybe you're losing, you're being discouraged, keep waiting, continue being committed, continue coming to days. I mean, to, to days I did, I mean, all of you, I think you're committed because New Year's Day, you guys stayed up till midnight, you're here, you're committed. But there might be other days where you don't want to be as committed. Continue to be committed. I think this 2023, God is asking us, some of us to commit to the wait. And this is hard. But after Jesus gives the command to wait in verse 4, the next verse, verse 5, says this. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So he gives a command to wait, but he also gives a promise. With every season of waiting, there's a promise at the end. 
every season of, of waiting, there's a promise at the end. Your promise is coming. Maybe you're day eight of waiting. Maybe you're day nine. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying numbers. But maybe, I don't know how long you've been waiting. But maybe what you're waiting for and the promise that you're waiting for is actually a lot closer than you think. It's coming. It's coming. And that takes me to my point three. Commitment takes courage, but, but creates great expectations. Man, just again, going back to the roller coaster, right? Being in line, man, I'm going to be courageous to ride this roller coaster. When my youth group makes me ride this drop of doom, I, it takes courage. But, man, the expectations are great, right? It, it took courage for the disciples to wait. But their expectation of the Holy Spirit was greater. Let your expectations be greater than your fear. This 2023. Don't let your fears drown your expectation of what God is going to do in your life. I don't know about you, but the promise after, uh, after the command is exciting. Jesus commands them to wait, but immediately after gives them a promise. If you will wait, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's a courage for them. But... They were expecting something greater. It's worth the wait. We all dislike waiting. We all dislike waiting at some point, right? But if we wait, we're expecting great things. I know I'm expecting God to do great things this year, but I'm going to commit to 21 days of prayer and fasting. But my expectation of what God's going to do during that time is greater than the hunger I might feel, the, the urge to scroll social media. It's going to be greater. I, social media can wait for me because what God wants to do in my life is greater, and I want that. I want that. I don't know about you, but I want everything that God has for me this 2023. I want to see that come through. I'm expecting great things, but I'm willing to commit to the waiting period. I will commit to set as things aside. So I recently actually started, started to work at the Just Love Co Coffee Cafe in Spring Hill. I've, it's been my first week, and it's been great. I've gotten a lot of coffee knowledge, and now, like, I can have conversations about coffee, and it's really cool, I think. Um, and I did this because um, I wanted a little bit more flexibility in my hours to be able to commit a little bit more to the church. If you do not uh, know, uh, this is not usually something we announce, but I had a full-time job right before that, and I was serving here at the church. So I left my full-time, well-paying job to have a little bit more flexibility to be able to, to what I do here at the church. And I left a good job, and I was a little scared. I still am a little scared. But I think I heard from God to commit to him. And I'm not saying that you need to leave your job. This is not what I'm saying. This is me. This is my story. Don't try to... Uh, don't put it in a way that I'm trying to make my story your story. No, this is my journey with God that I'm sharing with you, okay? And I heard this from God to be committed. And, you know, and I was scared. I, I, for two weeks, I struggled to give my two weeks notice. Um, and I wouldn't do it because I just, I just couldn't get myself to, I'm like, God, I don't know what you're going to do. Like, you're asking me to kind of leave a job that pays me well. And I'm just not willing to do that. You know, so I wasn't committed for like two, maybe a little longer, but I wasn't committed until finally I said, you know what, God, I don't know what you want to do in my life, but I know it's great things because I know you're a great God. So I'm going to commit. And if this is what you're asking me, I felt peace about it finally. And I'm like, you know what, I'm a little scared. It took courage for me to leave a well-paying job. 
to go into a job that, you know, sometimes you don't know if, if people are going to tip you well, you know, and that's based on your, your, your income is based on that, you know. That's really, it scares me, and that's me being honest, you know. It scares me. You know, how, how am I going to leave an established job where I don't need tips to a job that part of my income requires tips, you know? So if you ever come to Just Love Cafe, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I'll treat you great. <laughs> but it, it, it took commitment. But I know it's going to be worth it. And let me encourage you with this. Second Chronicles 69 says, the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Point four, God strengthens those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Do, be, do not be afraid to be fully committed to him, to fully commit to him. And that is a point straight out of scripture. I'm not, I didn't make that up. It's found in 2 Chronicles 16.9, straight out of scripture. So if you commit to 20, this 2023 to be fully committed to God, I'm telling you, he's going to strengthen you. He's going to give me all the strength that I need, you know, and I can just relax and I can just be at peace knowing that I'm fully committed to the Lord. He strengthens you when you commit to him, when you're fully committed to him. This is not a one-side commitment. God always comes through. You're not the only one being committed. God's already being committed to you, so you commit to him. It's a win-win it's situation. You can't lose. You might feel like you're losing right now, but let me tell you, there's something greater that is to come. He is going to strengthen you during your waiting season. And anything that God is asking you to do that seems scary, he will give you the strength. He will be with you. God is not going to ask you to commit to something where he's not already there. Anything that God is asking you to be committed to, he's already there. He got you. He's there. He's seen it. If fear is holding you back from fully committing to God, you can rest today and know that God is with you. Leaving a well-paying job is scary, but nothing is better than living a life in the spirit and being fully committed to God. That's what I want. Life in the spirit, and that's how it looks like. Not, you know, like I said, not leaving the job, but just, you know, trusting in your commitment to God. Trusting in your commitment to God. And this is my last point. God rewards those who are fully committed to him. This 2023, be committed to putting all your hope in him. So let's reread that first verse that we read, those first few verses that we read in Acts chapter 2. Now, after the waiting... After a season of waiting, this is what happened. This, and this is what I'm praying for you. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I don't know about you, but I want that experience in my life. I want to experience the day of Pentecost all over again. 
I want to be able to live a life where I'm fully committed to Christ, that every day could be a day of Pentecost, where every day I can walk my life in the Spirit, knowing that He strengthens me, knowing that the power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in me. It's not, yes, it's hard to commit. Yes, it's hard to wait, but let me tell you, the promise is greater. The Spirit that lives inside of you is greater. There is a greater reward for you waiting at the end of your waiting season. I believe that that can happen on January 29th. I don't know about you, but man, I am praying to God for a day like the day of Pentecost on January 29th. When we gather here today, when we gather here that evening for a night of prayer, of worship, and communion, man, I believe, I'm believing it for you. So if you're not believing it for you, take a little bit of my faith. I'll let you borrow it because I'm believing the day of Pentecost for your life. And maybe this sounds scary, but we're going to go through this. We're going to explain what the, who this Holy Spirit is. We're going to explain the gifts of the Spirit. Be committed to ride, the, to ride this ride together with us and experience the Holy Spirit. Because a life in the Spirit, a day of Pentecost, is way better than any roller coaster you can ever ride. It is better than any line that you're willing to wait for at your favorite theme park. It's better to wait, and maybe sometimes we just want to get there, but the waiting is necessary. Can you believe this with me? Can you feel it? More than a New Year's resolution, more than goals, let's commit to live a life on the Spirit because it's worth it. The worship team can come up at this time. More than your New Year's resolution, more than your goals, those are cool, those are exciting. I have my own. There's nothing bad with that. But being committed to God and being committed to live a life in the Spirit is way worth it than any resolution or any goal that you might set yourself for. The book of Acts is called the book of Acts of the Apostles. This book records the Acts of the Apostles, what they were doing after the Spirit found them. But let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is not done writing the book of Acts. He is still writing your chapter. What is your Acts chapter going to look like? What is your chapter in Acts going to look like? Maybe you're here today. You've never experienced the Holy Spirit. Maybe there's a whole new concept for you. Maybe you're like, what is the day of Pentecost? What is this utterance in other tongues? Let me tell you, yeah, it might sound scary, maybe, you know, but let me tell you, man, once the Holy Spirit, once you experience that spirit inside of you, the spirit that rose Jesus, I don't know if you can capture this this morning, but the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. He lives in you. So whatever fear you have this 2023, there's a spirit of God that lives in you. That's what God wants for you. That's what the day of Pentecost is all about. It's not, it does, yes, speaking in tongues, it's important, we believe it. But more than that, is making room for the spirit of God that rose Jesus from the dead. And I don't know about you, but man, that's exciting. 
That's so exciting that the Spirit of God, the Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, literally rose Him from the dead, can live in me. Who am I that the Spirit of God can come in, that I can walk daily with that Spirit living in me? The Holy Spirit is the best thing that God has ever sent for us. He sent the Holy Spirit thinking about you, thinking about this difficult season. I don't know, I get emotional because I feel that there's people in this place today that are seriously thinking about just leaving the commitment at the door. You no longer want to be committed to God. You're tired of waiting. You're tired of waiting. We're going to respond with the song here in a couple minutes, but you're tired of waiting. I feel that and I sense it in this room today. But this 2023, I'm here to tell you, God wants me to tell you, and I'm very careful to use those words, but I feel it and I sense it that God wants me to tell you to be fully committed to him. There's things that he wants to revive in your life this year. Things that are dead, relationships that are dead. Yet the Spirit of God is going to come and revive. So we're going to sing the song, and there's a part that says, Come on, my soul. Don't be shy. So tell that to your soul today. And let's not wait till January 9th where our days of prayer and fasting start. Let's start seeking God today. Let's, let's start living a life in the Spirit today. Let's not wait till January 29th. If you want to experience the day of Pentecost, the Spirit is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can experience the day of Pentecost right now, today. If you want to invite the Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead into your life, you can do that today. You don't have to wait till January 29th. You can do that today. So let, why don't we all stand on our feet? I'm gonna make do. Uh, I'm gonna pray for you, and then we're gonna respond. We're gonna respond to God, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever word you heard today. Just respond right there. Respond with this song. This song is perfect. If you don't know what the words to say, just sing the song. Trust me. Trust me. God already knows what's inside of you. The Spirit already knows what's inside of you. Just sing the song. The Holy Spirit will take care of the rest. If you don't know what to do. God, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit this morning. God, who are we humans, Lord, to receive the same power that rose you from the dead, Lord? Lord, thank you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, because you're guiding our hearts to you. To live a life fully committed to you. Not because you want to enslave us. Lord, not because you want to keep us in a waiting season of waiting. But Lord, because there's a greater reward that is to come. And we, today, this January 1st, 2023, we wait in anticipation. We wait with great expectation of what is to come, Lord. And I pray today, Lord, that anyone that feels, Lord, 
that they just want to, they're done being committed to you. They're done. Lord, today that the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead revives that commitment today, Lord. Lord, those that are seeking the Holy Spirit today and want that spirit inside of them, Lord, that they can experience the day of Pentecost today. Lord, and those people that don't have no idea what to pray today, but they are committed to singing and worshiping you. Lord, I pray that the Spirit of God starts interceding on their behalf because you know us better than we know ourselves. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way. I know we talked about speaking in tongues today, Acts chapter 2. You can always find uh, one of our pastors, Pastor Heather, myself, or uh, Stephen Hule as well. And we can talk to you through it if you have any questions. But what I want to encourage you before we leave is come and join us in January to this entire series of Life in the Spirit. I am expecting great things. Pastor Nathan, it has some great um, sermons prepared for you and, and I know it's his heart that you encounter who the Holy Spirit is so I encourage you to join us throughout this and put it in your calendars now 5pm January 29th let's pack this room out with worship it's my favorite thing to hear all of us just worship together 5pm January 29th mark it in your calendars now let me pray this benediction over you and we will be dismissed May the spirit who hovered over the waters when the world was created breathe into you the life he gives. Let the wind of the first Pentecost teach you God's grace, love, hope, and ministry. With tongues of flame, may you be marked for Christ. Go out in faith and abiding love. And may the blessing of the Holy One, Creator, Redeemer, sustain you, sustainer, rest with you now and forevermore. Amen. You guys are dismissed. We love you guys so much. Happy New Year.